you need to make the mindset right first before all the things will fall into place. It's very important to position yourself as a very fluid expert. We're going to talk about the sequence of learning in the real estate industry as a full-time real estate consultant or full-time real estate salesperson. I mean, of course, during my era when I first started, everybody identified real estate people as real estate agents. However, of course, with the onset of CEA, the term has been changed to real estate salesperson. Of course, in our context to us, I think that whether it is being named as an agent or salesperson, the definition, of course, is important. But I think the spirit of understanding our role in the industry is extremely important. So if you were to Google the responsibility of an agent, the agent in a professional context is like a personal advisor and representative to the principal, which is the consumer that he or she is representing. The moment you are an agent, it means that you are like the right-hand man of your consumer. It means that whatever you say or do is to look after the interests of your consumer should you decide to work with your principal. So it's very important to understand the responsibility that you will potentially have. And something to note is that the moment you decide to come into the real estate industry, you're handling one of the highest level of monetary quantum in a person's life because you're handling one of the biggest assets that they will own. And thus, this is an industry with a very heavy responsibility. You might get into trouble if you are not so-called taking care of things in a professional manner, in a legal manner. If you are not careful with your paperwork, if you're not careful with what you say, if you're not careful with what you do and how you behave, because the expectation level of a product increases the moment the monetary content increases. Let's have a look at this chart. I was just sharing with this with my team. So let me just share with you. If you look at this, I just got it from Google. There's three different kinds of relationship in terms of demand curve versus the relationship of the price of the product. So normal product, luxury product, and of course, a low quantum product. Okay, so they call it an inferior product. A normal product will have its demand increase whenever the income of the consumers increase. So for example, if your disposable income increases, let's say you get a better job, things like that, you get a little bit more disposable income to spend on things like going to the movies, getting better clothes, and maybe bring your kids to bowling and things like that, play golf and stuff like that, right? So demand increases for this kind of products whenever disposable income increases. Let's talk about like low quality products, for example, like secondhand clothing or maybe things that has mass production, which is like the onset of this few years. You can go to Shopee, you can go to Lazada, you can buy tons of things that is now very easy to produce. Like back in the days when I was a kid, I still remember during Chinese New Year, it was like a whole family event. My dad, my mom would dress us up and then we'll take a bus to Chinatown. We'll go to OG to buy clothes. It's like a big family event and then all the clothes are like so expensive you know just the kids clothing is like 30 40 bucks and things like that and then my mom would like buy clothes like you know it costs at least like 80 hundred dollars back in the days like 20 30 years back but now to buy clothes is so easy you can just order online i just bought some clothes for Eton. it's like 10 clothes for i don't know 30 dollars it's like just for him to wear at home like per piece is only three dollars from shopee and things are like in mass production right now so this kind of products is when income increases the demand for mass production goods decrease because when income increases, the consumer is then able to buy more quality products rather than the low quality products. So that's an example. But let's take a look at the last example, which is the luxury product. I will classify real estate as this category. Why? Because the moment that we look at real estate, real estate has so many criteria for somebody to purchase a real estate. Firstly, they must be somebody that is working. 
constantly that has a profession because to qualify for a mortgage loan, you need to show your income payslip, right? You need to show your income payslip, you need to show your NOA, notice of assessment per year. You need to be able to prove to the bank that you're able to service the money mortgage. Secondly, you must have down payment of, let's say, at least 25% when we talk about prior property or even HGB properties with bank loan. So you have 25%, which easily, if we talk about a $1.6 million property, 25% is about 400000 right? So it's easily 400000 plus stamp duty and stuff like that. On top of that as well, you must have the income ability to continue to service your loan for the next 25 to 30 years. Thus, when somebody goes into real estate as a consumer, their expectation is very high in terms of the professional that is serving them. Because as what I mentioned in the first episode, they want attention, they want professionalism, they want consultation advice, they want to see that you are an expert in the industry, they want commitment, they want capacity in terms of availability to answer their questions, to assure them, to walk them through this journey, to guide them. And thus, if you look at this example, the effect is that the demand increases when the income level increases. That also means that when we talk about real estate, all the way from HDB apartments to condominiums in the mass market to luxury condominiums to landed property to shop houses and things like that, as the quantum of the product increases, the people that has a capacity and buying power to buy them and hold them and invest in them has a higher level of income. And a higher level of income means that in terms of their profession, in terms of their so-called status in the marketplace, in terms of their network, in terms of what they do, is definitely going to increase in this spectrum. So the higher quantum in terms of a property that you're dealing with, you're dealing with business people, you're dealing with people who are in niche professions, you're dealing with multiple business owners, you're dealing with people who own family offices, you're dealing with high net worth individuals, and that will also mean that your professionalism your skill set, your expertise has to increase as well to match up to the level of advice that the consumers would then demand from you. This brings us to the question about long game and short game. So just now, after sharing all these things with you, it's about long game and short game. That means when you come into this industry, how are you looking at this business? Are you planning to just make a quick buck and exit because maybe during the pandemic, you couldn't get a stable job and things like that. You're just thinking that, hey, let me just pass a CA exam and then I'll come in, get a license. Maybe after a year, I will exit and things like that. Or are you really coming in as a long game because you want to really be in the real estate industry? Because real estate industry is so so exciting. Real estate is just technically an asset class. It's an asset class. But this by itself, with this asset class, it is an entire business by itself. It's an entire profession. It's an entire craft by itself. And there's so many things that's wrapping around it. There's marketing involved. You can create immense content on this product. You can run a business on this product. You can create technology on this product. You can solve transaction issues. There's sales involved. There's marketing involved. There's people relationship involved. There is so much kind of, I mean, the entire spectrum is just so immense and, and so interesting. So are you looking at this as a long game or short game kind of approach? And I think that's also a very important thing to understand before you even step into the industry. Because a long game definitely will then allow you to cast a very long net into this trajectory. And then it will then allow you to have, I would say, a healthier mindset to come into the industry. Because the moment you have a short game approach, you'll always be thinking of ways and means to maybe make a quick buck and exit. And I think that is not healthy because the moment you have that kind of short game kind of mindset, it becomes very salesy and consumers can feel it. Consumers can instantaneously feel whether this real estate consultant is doing this business for life. 
or is this real estate person just trying to close my deal and move on? They can feel instantaneously. And I think that is something that you need to think about. Short game or long game. All right.